Hello and welcome everyone to the Two Summoners podcast. It is I, of course, Papa Pike, brought to you by Two Summoners. Don't know where I was going with that one. I've got Corvi here, uh, my beautiful co-host, um, looking to just go nuts. I love him on the camera. He's he's having a good cheeky chuckle. Um, Corvi, what's going on, man? Oh, not much, dude. Week two. Week two. Let's go. I can't Let's believe go. it. Split two. Feeling I you're gonna hit us with the. Uh... Good luck, bad guys. Good oh, luck, bad guys. Good luck. Well, good luck. I mean, it's... either way it works. Look out, bad guys. It's Corvi and Pike. <laughs> Corvi and Pike are on the case. There you go. I was trying not to do it because I know you don't like it, and I'm trying to be a nicer person. But at the same time, you brought it up. So every time you bring it up, I'm going to do it. That's how it works. It's cute. <laughs> well, we have, uh, have a couple of things. Uh, week two. Uh, we're keeping up with the interview style that we um we mm. touched on and experimented with in Split 1, which is good because I do like talking to a lot of people in sport, like in esports. Mm. So um, I guess you can introduce who we have today. Yeah, guys. We actually got the, the first actual player and ex-player that we've had on the podcast. Everyone we've had so far has been like management, has Ooh, been actually. some sort of um background sort of figure. We have Benvi previously on Team Bliss, now a full-time coach and League of Legends All-Star. Um, I'm actually so keen to have him on. Uh, don't you agree, mm. Corby? Yeah, yeah, no. Um, uh, I was talking to Menvi like pretty much all of last split with his like bliss run, and I was in his mm. DM saying, "You better not lose. You better not lose." And like right at the start of the podcast last split, I'm just like, "Bliss is like a tier one team," and yeah. he's like saying, "All right." <laughs> like, <laughs> so. Yeah, so they're good. We're, no, we're we're gonna quickly grab him in, so guys, so we'll be back in right now. Guys, we are here with Ben V. Corvi. We're here with the man himself. Ben V, how are you doing tonight, dude? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, thank you. Good to be here. Oh, mate, it's it's kind of like a blessing to have you on. It's like we've been talking, we were talking last split um, when you were playing on Team Bliss. I know Corvi was talking to you as well. Um, mate, we're just so chuffed to have you here. I know you reached out initially saying, hey, um, podcast looking great. And you sort of, sort of hinted at what we could do and what we could expect. But mate, um, you're finally on. How does it feel? I made it. I made it. I made it on the podcast. <laughs> mom. Oh, mom, I made it. <laughs> I'm on TV. <laughs> so I think, Bevy, the big thing we want to sort of um, touch on is like we sort of had a brief chat before about what we wanted to go through. But I think just tell us about yourself, man. Like tell us your beginnings. Tell us where you came from to where you are now. Um, we'd love just a cheeky little backstory. Yeah. So, I mean, from the beginning, I was 13. So in season three, when I started playing League, uh, played for a long time. I kind of just sat around Diamond 5 for like ages. And then eventually I ended up getting like Diamond 2 and then starting to like get into like the whole amateur scene mm. where I sort of, um, that's where I met Maximize and we made a team. And then we ended up playing OCS in 2020 and mm. doing pretty well, which is cool. That was my first sort of introduction. Um, and then after that year, that's when they kind of destroyed uh opl which is like okay what's happening yep. um <laughs> so I, I did like a lot of the coaching or drafting or whatever and did some some private coaching a little bit here and there um so i sort of at the end of that year made the decision to do coaching um then i went and coached collegiate in na and then uh that did that for their like split or whatever um the hours are really rough and at that time i was starting university as well mm. so it was like scrims were at like 3 a.m uh and i needed to be like pretty switched on and it, they would finish like at like 7 a.m so and then i would have to go to university so it was just not not feasible mm. um and then i ended up 
uh, Coach Series, who's now uh, in the like ERL system or whatever, coaching, who coached Order last year, uh, brought me on as assistant coach for Order. Uh, uh, not Order, sorry, Legacy in 2021 mm-hmm. for Split 2. Um, so yeah, sort of continue the coaching there. And then 2022, last year came around, uh, sort of made coaching my full-time like job per se as i as i did study um which i'm I'm studying psychology and so that was kind of the plan up until uh kanga brought me on and then they tested me out in scrims very last minute scrims went well they put me in the last three weeks and i think the team went from like sixth seventh to like playoffs which is pretty cool um did well really enjoyed it and uh yeah so then i was like all right this is really fun i want to look for a team started this year um got onto bliss and uh yeah i, I mean the rest you guys know rest is history Damn. dude you actually That's perfectly it. recapped everything <laughs> no more questions good interview <laughs> no man that was awesome um you actually have done way more inside of coaching than i originally thought yeah yeah no definitely did a lot and it was sort of the the main goal or whatever like i didn't mean to go pro kind of just happened um yeah <laughs> you know when Accidentally. people in Solo Q are like so mad at you <laughs> just i didn't even mean to go pro it just kind of happened and then i played for two splits and then i won and... yeah. <laughs> uh. so how did you go from playing an amateur um to coaching a collegiate team that seems like a mm. huge leap um yeah i mean i definitely was a bit underqualified for sure uh like for example the team was like having scrims against some academy teams um and uh the main way i got in is a lot of the like collegiate orgs or the amateur orgs and the academy orgs were looking at uh, like almost every os pro player or coach Mm -hmm. because the region was going boom we didn't count as imports so you heard rumors of like so many players were maybe going to go to collegiate right um Mm -hmm. i know for example chippies went um and played for maryville and so that's like one and then uh i mean the, there was a couple of other players as well and then i mean around 10 went to na academy or actually yeah. lcs um so there was a big spotlight on all those sort of talent and uh yeah just through connections the the guy that runs the program at that university reached out i said i'll do it for free um, he was like, okay, I understand that the time zone's bad, but do what you can. And then, yeah, gave Damn. it a go. It's so weird to think that universities in America have league teams. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, well, like, technically, weird. our universities also do as well. Like, they're just yeah, not as, just... I think, prominent is probably the right way to put it. Yeah, there's not enough talent either. Like, yeah, a collegiate team over there can compete with the those academy teams. I mean, who knows what's happening now, but... Last year, for example, they could. Um, so yeah, there's like more talent there, mm. um, and even like old pro players, like uh, Dardoch just recently won the like collegiate like trophy or whatever, like yesterday mm. or something, on Huge. on his uh, on his collegiate team. So like, it's a pathway for even ex pros to go. It just sounds it's like Dardoch's a name I haven't heard in a while. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, that guy's still around. That guy's getting yeah. his degree. Really. <laughs> oh. Does he get a degree while you're over there? Do they like offer that? Yeah, well, you have to study to to play collegiate oh, to be on the collegiate team, right? Mm. Like you're there on a scholarship, uh, generally. Um, hey, that's not a bad deal, hey. 
So yeah, yeah. Pretty good deal. I mean, I know Getback's doing that right now for Maryville. Okay. Um, who he played OPL like before I sort of joined the scene, but yeah. Benvy, it's so strange. It seems like all your like uh, gates to going into something have have been followed by like a huge boom. So it's like, oh, as I was just getting into like D two, going amateur, looking to scream in OCS, go to OPL, OPL exploded. <laughs> no one ever sees. <laughs> and then after that, I came back. Oh, LCS is uh, uh, not LCS. LCO is up. So then I like coached in there. Then yep. I got into dude. It sounds like you kind of just like had a an interesting track. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely like opportunists. If something happens, I'll generally just say yes and try and make the most out of the opportunity. Um, oh, that's good. Though. I, I like that's that. That's basically the way I looked at it. Uh, yeah. The law of the attraction, man. Like it's it's sort of just there and then it appears and you're like, yeah, I'll just, yeah, come on. I'll just take it, man. Just yeah, give me a little that bit more. That sounds mad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sweet. <laughs> um, no, I think um, one thing, so sorry to interrupt. Is I think one thing you, you touched on how you sort of, um, you're such a already, we can tell you've done so much in coaching and stuff like that. What initially inspired you to sort of pursue coaching at like the professional esports sort of level, even for like the lower stuff? Like, was there any, what, what was it actually? Like what made you excited by it? I think I overthink things a lot in general, just like everything. So, mm. I mean, that includes the game, um, for good or bad. Uh, so like drafts i'll think for ages about and i won't be able to like stop thinking about it or getting out of my head um that's like one big one or like how to improve is like another big one Mm -hmm. and i'll try and like find exactly why this isn't working and and find the reason Mm -hmm. um and then sort of work back from there to try and fix it which could be good or good and bad Mm -hmm. um for a coach i think it's very good though so yeah and that's with your psychology degree, what what does that tell you about your own mind? Like, that's probably my my big thing because I'm quite mm. similar. Right? I like breaking things down, but at the same time, I know I'm just a little bit special. Um, so I'm gonna put it down to maybe something a bit darker than that. Uh, but I, I want to I want to discuss it a little bit more. Like, what what do you think you enjoy about that in particular? Um, I'm not sure. I, I think you generally enjoy what you're you're good at. Um. So I found I probably had success like in if I thought about something a lot, it would lead to like good results if I pursued it. So um, that feels good. feels good to do well in any field. So like psychology is the same thing. Like if I'm interested in it and I do well at it, then I'm going to be like more happy doing it. So psychology is such an interesting degree as well. I was Mm. thinking about doing it too, but um, what year are you in now? Are you still studying? Yeah, yeah. So I've like six units left or so so like last year of undergrad and then i want to do postgrad so basically like the end goal of like yeah so you do your honors and then so it's basically another three years after your undergrad and then you become a clin psych um, which is basically like your general sit down with a psychologist they tell you problem they talk about your problems that kind of thing um so yeah that's probably like the end goal um it got put on hold at the start of this year because couldn't really do that and also go to like brisbane with bliss and then to taiwan mm. um but yeah just coming back to it is, is good i mean uni doesn't start back for another like month and a half so i got a lot of time to spare but yeah solo queue grind so now man get back into it yeah <laughs> yeah solo queue grind sounds so fun yeah i'm at like my final stretch of uni i have like two exams and then i'm done i don't know what i'll do with myself with that extra time 
Yeah, exactly. You, you feel so lost as well. Like after, like I have so many stories, like people finish their degree and then they just do nothing for a year because they have no motivation now that they've done it. So Dude, that sounds some, nice. It's a weird thing. <laughs> so you have like a month left of, I guess that's why you're pushing uh, your coaching LFT on Twitter the other day. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I need something to do. <laughs> and also, listeners, also, just so you nice know, <laughs> yeah, there's uh, Bevy is a coach that you can hire if you do want to get some extra coaching. Does a whole assortment. We will put the link down below in the description, both YouTube and Spotify, guys. So go check it out. Um, actually, awesome rates. I was sort of tempted myself, and I'm sort of like, yeah, I could definitely get to gold one. Um, that'd be yeah, nice. I mean, I just I just need hours to do so. Yeah. Um. I'm oh. um, good on it. Yeah, okay. So I guess well, what I wanted to talk about is I think the big thing on everyone's mind, your whole time in Bliss, um, your awesome run coming into the LCO as this sort of like underdog team and then challenging Chiefs for the title, right? Like how did that feel overall? Like was that just like absolutely crazy from start to finish? Like break us down your thoughts from the start to the end. Yeah, I mean, I mean definitely like during it, it just felt hectic. Like everything just kept going. Um yeah, it, it kind of felt like surreal at the time. It was just like, this is happening right now. I'm focusing on right now. Um, but then also finishing it and getting to look back, like definitely like a really, really good experience. Mm. Um, but very stressful. Mm. Very stressful. How was it going from like playing locally and then going over to uh, play in a different different country? How's that for the team? Was it fun? Uh, yeah, it was fun for sure. I mean, it's stressful again, right? Like you want to do well. Um, I also hate traveling, so that kind of sucked. Um, but I mean, I, I like getting to the place and exploring. I just don't like flying, but it is what it is. It's part of it. Got to get through it. Um, but now Taiwan was amazing. Like the place was cool. Um, screaming some like different teams is really cool as mm. well. Um, and I mean, playing like stage matches or like any matches that are like important or it's just really fun, even if you lose. Um, yeah. Yes, yeah, we know, I feel that for sure. Yeah, P- PCS wasn't like the uh, the greatest time for us in, in Split 1, which is unfortunate. No. Um, tell, tell us about it. Like, I, I'd love to sort of hear, like, how was it versing these, like, these teams that are world-renowned teams? Yeah, so, I mean, initially it was quite weird because I believe we had, like, one whole day before our first match or something. Like, we flew in, mm. and then we had a day of scrims, and then we had our first match. So we had very little time to prepare. I believe mm. it was also two patches ahead of what we played finals on, um, mm. or, or one patch. And so it was also really hard for me, especially because it was a patch where basically my champions that were permabanned over the playoffs are, like, nerfed. So, like, Ash, for example, was mm. really hard nerfed. Heimendinger was nerfed a little bit. Um, Kate Lux was nerfed. Like, it was sort of, like, Nautilus and stuff were buffed as well. And I think the meta over there is much more about those engaged supports, mm. which wasn't really my style. Um, so I didn't have much time to sort of learn that as well, which was a bit hard. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you would probably need a lot more time to practice. But from what I hear, that's going to be happening for yeah. PCS this split. Um, so yeah, I mean, not much time to practice. Also, scrims was kind of rough because apparently PCS scrims don't, uh, PCS teams don't actually scrim each other, which is a whole other thing. Um, so we're basically only scrimming VCS and uh, LJL, so Japanese and, and Vietnamese teams. Oh, wow. Um, and then there were some weird ping issues and stuff. So the, the scrim quality was not that good. 
Um, there were some really good ones where you could learn a lot. I remember once we, we scrimped a Japanese team and they placed like double the amount of wards we had seen any other team place. So you're like always playing on vision and it was so weird. And like they would, they would play for priority just to ward, which is like, you never see that in OCE, right? Mm. It's always priority to like make a play or, or do something crazy. It's never, you, you get priority and then you go ward something and then you, it's like two steps, right? Like step one, you go ward, step two, you actually make a play around that vision. Um, so that was like pretty eye-opening, just like seeing different styles as well mm. uh, was really cool. Um, yeah, I think before our first match, that's kind of how it felt. Um, and then we played our first series. I think it was an okay series overall. I think one game was really close. Um, the rest mm. was not that close. But I was actually happy because I felt like I played up to my, my current level and I felt like I could learn. Um, whereas the second series was a blowout and like even during the series, I was like, how, how do we beat these guys? Like, I, I don't know what we're doing wrong like in the series. Whereas the first series, I actually felt like, oh, we did this wrong. Like we can fix this. This is good. I'm, I'm learning. Um, mm. So that's how that kind of felt. And yeah, I mean, the gap between our first series and second series was very small as well. I believe it was like two or three days or something. Um, so yeah, the time is, is really rough, I think. Sounds like you didn't have much downtime to prepare at all coming into like the actual thing. It's kind of yeah, hundred percent. It, it, it was quite unfair, I, I think. Which is that just I, because Split One had this weird like layout? Yeah. For... So so two things. It's that. it's a weird squish layout. Like we couldn't even play our finals until after PCS, which is a whole other issue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. That there's a whole month break where we can't get really any good scrims before finals. Not as an excuse or anything. Um. Like it. The same thing happened for Chiefs as well. Like, they'd mm. probably have bad scrims. Um, but yeah, it's just the format. But from what I know, um, teams that go to, to Taiwan at the end of Split 2 will have more time before their first, more time before mm. their first game. Plus, there's going to be a week break between their first, match, uh, their first series and their second series. Because uh, the PCS is changing their format to be more accommodating. So the OC team has more time to practice, which I think is really, really big. And I think means that OS will definitely get m many more victories and will have a way better chance of uh, take, taking some series. Cool. I have another question as well. You said that when you're over there, the teams don't scrim each other. You have to go outside of the, the league to find scrim partners. Yeah. What's so, that? So Calvin, my coach at the time, this is what, what he said. So... I, I believe like Chiefs got one scrim against a PCS team, but we couldn't get any. Um, but apparently he he was telling me yesterday on his stream that the PCS teams don't scrim each other, and that's why they kind of should be a lot better, but they're not. Like they've gotten worse over time just because they don't scrim each other for some reason. Is I guess that's just because... a, I don't want to show them my strats kind of thing. Yeah, I, I think so because they do have so many options, right? They can scrim, mm. scrim like uh, LCK Academy, uh, LPL Academy. Uh, Vietnam, like VCS, right? So I know, like for example, um, what's what's the best team in PCS? I'm mind blinking. PSG Talon. Talon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they can get scrims against low tier, like LPL teams and LCK teams, or L LPL Academy, LCK Academy. Mm. So they don't actually need to scrim um, mm. PCS at all, and it's probably not good for them because they're just better than a lot of the other PCS teams, but. Yeah, it's just interesting how they do it. And uh, yeah, it's just a weird fact. That's so 
that's quite interesting to hear. Like it almost, yeah, they're sort of disadvantaging themselves against their own league, but then at the same time, if they can get through to the worlds or the MSI, like then they're set. And that's probably why we've seen, um, them be quite successful is like uh they just got through and they were so powerful and we're sort of like this team sort of come out of nowhere being so good but i guess i guess that sort of explains that they're sort of going up against the best teams even at the academy level um so that's really interesting it's um yeah quite bizarre if i'm being perfectly honest but it, i guess it's working in some factor so you can't really knock it too hard yeah yeah i mean i don't know too much about their scene to know like mm. if it's that detrimental that's just what i heard and uh that's what my experience was like mm. when we were trying to get scrims makes mm. sense why pgg have like such an easy time getting scrims with them as well now yeah 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 because like they're just there <laughs> like, yeah all right yeah show first you whatever <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. um i had i had another question now it's gone on me so i'm gonna pass it over to corvi while i try and remember my own question um yeah no i'm just gonna have to pass it over i literally had it gone Damn. Okay, what was uh, yeah, what was some okay. of the struggles that you found in your like one year uh, competing as a player in comparison to how you, it probably was as a coach? Was it harder? Um, yeah, I mean it was it was very difficult. I think I struggled a lot with like mm, sort of just like mentally with the pressure. I think it was a lot for me. Um, just like moving around. Uh, I mean, ever since like the group stage or whatever, I like. Bought my own ticket to go over to Brisbane to uh to play there just to get a lower ping, um, so I was gone for quite a while from from Perth and then straight into Taiwan. Like we mm. beat the Chiefs and we found out we were leaving in two days or, or three days, so it was like, do I go back to Perth for like two days or do I just stay here and go to Taiwan? Um, so I was pretty full on, and I think. As the team was doing really well, and as we found out Daystar was insane, like, we didn't know how good, actually, he would be mm. until he got there. Then the the pressure was on, like, we have a huge chance, and, and we can be the best. So let's let's make the most of the opportunity. Um, so suddenly, a team that was predicted, like, fourth place by, like, almost everyone My is now included. predicted... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is now predicted to, to be up there with Chiefs and, like, 50-50. Um, so yeah, it was a lot of pressure and I mm. think I probably didn't handle some of it the best, but like I learned a ton of how, how to, and like, um, what to do different or just like, yeah, I mean, I learned a lot about myself and, and what I would do in that situation. And, uh, and yeah, I think, yeah, pressure was one thing. And then like the fact that like, if we lose a single game, it's like really bad because we're not meant to. Like, I remember feeling mm. terrible after we lost our first, I think it was a BO3 against Chiefs. Um, and I was like, because I was in Brisbane and I just lost a series. And if we lost to Kanga then again, the next day, it would just be over. And I like could not sleep that whole night thinking about like, well, if we lose to Kanga, then what, what have I done? I've just like wasted this whole time. Um, luckily, I believe we just like 3-0'd them or 2-0'd them. And it was it was easy, but um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's just like that overthinking kind of coming into play. Yeah, for sure. I was about to say yeah. the same thing. It also is got something to say to like that expectation change mm. could like give you way more pressure than anything. I don't know what it is unless I speak to someone on Chiefs, but I would imagine that they consistently are, are thought to win. So it's not something where everyone's always looking at them to win. 
But if you're like a lower tier team and you're going on a run, or if people place you lower mm. and you're going on like a crazy run, everyone's expectation changes like immediately from, oh, they may win this, they may not to, oh, they should win this. Yeah, let's yeah. watch them win this because yeah, they're yeah. now the best. So it could, it could be that more pressure now that you have way more eyes on you. Mm. Yeah, for sure. It feels like if you win, it's expected. If you lose, it's terrible. So like, yeah, it's... that's really hard to deal with, I think, especially yeah. for me. I think another um, thing. Sorry, sorry, Bevan, to interrupt you on good. that. Um, moving with that, we after I know you watched um the la- latest episode before because you told me. Um, what are your thoughts on and, and just sort of gauging? Did you guys have anyone sort of like hysterics, which is for the Vertex team, where he is sort of like that more lifestyle type coach there to make sure your mental's okay? Like, did Bliss have anything like that? Is Bliss maybe even looking into anything like that? And yeah, on the follow, are they looking for more stuff like that in LCO? Um. So, I mean, Bliss as an org is just the best by far, I think. Like, it, it's crazy. Like, they gave us, like, if when I went to Brisbane, I had, like, a house that was, like, two minutes away from the Internet Cafe facility that I could go to whenever all my food was, like, paid for. They would get whatever we would need. Like, they were just the best. Um, On top of the fact that we had, I think, probably the best coach in, in Calvin. And then even our assistant coach slash analyst, uh, Bloodline, mm. actually found useful which I, you almost never see with, like, analysts at this level. It's, like, normally they just give random information that's so irrelevant. Um, so he was really good. And then on top of that, yeah, Bliss had a performance coach for us. Cool. Um, he uh, runs a company called Game Aware, uh, which sort of helps, like, healthy habits in gaming. Um, and so, yeah, he helped us out with that. So he would talk about much of, like, how to cope with, like, pressure and how to um like stay calm and and not get nervous on stage or how you should prepare for a match um and and sort of healthy habits as well so they definitely had that and it was really good um yeah for sure so like yeah i i don't think bliss really needs any more staff they have more than enough i think yeah awesome talking to the direwolves head coach i don't think that they had that like level of so like now that's that's super like super interesting. I wonder what it'll be like for the Chiefs or PGG. Do you know or have any input or insight rather into what they have? I believe PGG just has Western Way as their coach, mm. um, and they're all in person. Uh, I'm not sure about Chiefs. I think they have. I I'm, I think Babip's coaching them again. Like yeah, going back to coaching, and then they still have Jalal. Um, but that's it. Uh, I don't think they have anyone else. They, they, uh, I heard from, um, from Liv that when he was on Chiefs, they had a, um, a performance coach. I'm not sure if they still have that, but I mean, different players get different out of it. Like some players might think it's like really useless and a waste of time. And some players might think it's really good. Mm. So it's sort of that thing where you only get out of it what you put in. So mm. some people might really like it and some people might think it's a waste. So I definitely think it's beneficial because mm. like it, it, it's the difference between one of your players like completely burning out or not burning out is having someone there that can like help them out of the game as well. Because someone who might know everything about the game, it could be the same thing, Benvy. It's like some people think some analysts are completely useless. Like, oh, I don't need to know that uh, we need to take this uh, fight for vision before dragon or whatever like i know that but it, it can be said the other way like some people might not need that out of game help but it's really important for those people who do to have something or a, like a support network there for them yeah yeah i think so 
I think, it, mm. yeah, it is beneficial. Uh, it just depends on, like, your players and if we'll have, like, diminishing returns for what you put in. Mm. Um, so it depends on the team. It also depends on how good they are, right? Like, a performance coach isn't going to always be the same level, right? You can have a really good one or you can have a really bad one. Like, that's the mm. same with everything. It's What's like, a performance yeah. coach, sorry? That's so the same thing? It's basically just, like, all the out-of-game stuff, like... Like mental health, physical health, all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, exactly. yeah, exactly. Like no, no in-game related stuff, really. Yeah. Like, Sorry. how are you doing, Corvi? Like, how's how's your week been? It's been good. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You doing okay? Genuine question. You okay? You're looking a bit rough. This is the yeah, opposite bit, side. We I sort bit, of we pull you up and I we push you back down, Corvi. Ah, you look shit. Um, I bit my tongue. You idiot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, another thing is also they like brought in a physio as well one day when we were oh, really? all at the thing, so that was cool. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, because I think uh, Daystar was having some back problems, so Bliss just brought in a physio and we all got massages and stuff. Like, yeah, I mean, you can't really ask for more from like uh, an org. So. so, Benvy, if I buy your coaching and I say I have like a sore back, you'll come over and help uh-huh. back, right? I mean, depends how many sessions you buy, I think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if, it's, if it's worth or not. All right. Mm-hmm. Good deal. So, moving on to, I think I really want to talk to between uh, Split 1 and Split 2, uh, going from uh, Kanga to Bliss, or Split 2 to Split 1, sorry. Mm-hmm. Going from uh, Kanga to Bliss. There's like a huge break there. Uh, what do you do in your off-break as a player? Ooh. Uh, I mean, I probably went insane in solo queue. Like, I just spammed solo queue, I think. I just made sure I could get on the best team possible Um, to probably a very unhealthy degree of stress. I remember for, like, two weeks leading up to if I'd actually get on Bliss or get a team, I, like, again, like, could not sleep. I was staying up all night thinking, is there anything else I can do to help make myself look more like make make a team want to want to have me mm. um and i think i probably go way too far and i need to just chill let things happen um uh, but yeah i mean i was just like really stressed about getting a team um i've also felt like if i was stopping university like it better be worth it uh so yeah and i wanted to give it a go right like I felt like if I go back to university, that's probably my pathway for the future. And this is like the only chance. So uh, I also maybe put too much pressure on myself from that. But I mean, it worked out. I, I got onto Bliss. Um, but yeah, so I just spent a lot of solo queue and tried to make myself look as attractive as possible to be a be a pickup. But we you think you look beautiful, man. mate. <laughs> you look beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I get that. That's a lot of pressure, but so what mm. can you do as a player to like besides play solo queue to to get picked up by a team? Because I know there would be some solo queue players looking to get into the LCO or whatever without having like a a challenger league or like an under level league. There's like really not much you can do. What what would you uh, recommend to the player I that mean, wants to get in? Unfortunately, your relationship to other players is important. So, for example, like you talk to to players, it's like okay, so. I mean, this ADC would, especially for bot lane, right? Because normally one of the pairing will get to choose who the other one is. Mm-hmm. For example, like, uh, I mean, like, Praetith Decoy, Lemus Me, like, you're, you're kind of in, like, a, a group. So that kind of matters a bit. Like, you need to have someone that wants to play with you 
to sort of have that synergy. It's very rare that a random AD and a random support will get him. True. Like, I think that's the same mm. thing with, like, Alodoric Al and, and Rays. Like, they just want to play with each other, and they think that each other... It's not really, like... I wouldn't say it's like nepotism. It's more just I think this player is the best player, so I want them, right? Yeah. Plus, they and... work with me. Like we've played with each other for so long. We have. Yeah, exactly. It's super important. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's not really like friend clicks. It's more proof to these players that you are the best option. Um, it's not just proof to the org. Uh, so I think that's one way, and I, I think the most common way is just through solo queue, right? Mm. Um, but Get then right yeah, one. like yeah, exactly. Get right one or. Um, yeah, just talking to the players as well, uh, I think is, is really good. Um, so that's probably the main other way other than just spamming solo queue. Do you um, think on the, the counterpoint to that, that there is a bit of gatekeeping in, in the pro scene as well? I think the best example I can say is maybe like Chirp, who recently just got onto Vertex, right? Like he's been in the amateur scene for feels like two, three years popping off, showing that he's got what it takes. Um, another example you could technically put out there is why not? Like you've played with why not? You know, he's an exceptional player, really brought so much to the team. Um, but he was put on the sideline for, I think, three, four years. Um, do you think there is a little bit of sort of not so much gatekeeping, but like it is a little bit of you've got to be buddies with someone in there to to get your name out there a bit more but uh, again i'm gonna put it down to why not being awesome on social media as well that he built an identity that really helped um i'd just like to hear your thoughts on that too yeah i mean i i think it's hard because for example i think that does happen to a degree but it's it's like what comes first it's like i don't like this person so i don't want to play with them or i don't like this person because i don't think they're good right mm. like is is the reason why these players aren't getting opportunity is it because people don't think they're very good or people don't like them i think generally it's because people don't think they're that good or would be that good okay. um which which for whatever reason which is hard because if they're not friends with them then they can't actually show why they are good mm. um i also think the problem is that uh i think a lot of the like rosses that you'll be like what happened there it generally just occurs from more higher up like I know coaching staff, uh, mm. like will have like a like a coaching staff will really want this one player, but then all these other players don't think that one player is very good, um, so they won't join, and then the rosters kind of boom from that. Um, mm. So it can be hard. I mean, there's definitely a bit of that for sure. Um, another example is you might be liked by four or four play or three players on a team want you but one player really does not want you, you're probably not getting on the roster then. Mm. Um, so it can be hard in that way, but I think overall, I haven't really seen many off, like examples of a player who is really, really good that hasn't gotten a chance. Mm. I think the main one I'll think of is like Cheon. I think yep. he's constantly been a top four ADC and he's been had a really rough time of things. Um but yeah, I mean, I think it's harder for bot lane because, like, again, you need, like, you need what a click. support would rather have Cheon than their, their counterpart, you know? Mm. Like, yeah. for example, I would probably rather Lemus because I've already worked with him. Mm. Um, I know how he's like, I know his work ethic, etc. Um, so, yeah, I mean... In-game attitude is also a big thing, too. Because, mm. like, yeah, you can 100%. get the people that are, like, stuck in solo queue brain, and that's what I had, like... 
I had this predetermined idea. That's what um, why not could have been like. I think he was too much of a solo queue rat for a while, and then that's why he was riding the bench. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's hard because he got into the scene so young, right? Like, yeah. I think anyone who, if they got in there that young and were public facing, like to their community around them, they would probably have some some bad traits, like looked at. Like, I think almost anyone like under the age of sixteen is like the same. Um, mm. So uh, yeah, I don't think that's his fault at all. I think it's just like unlucky that he was already such like a known part of the community when he was like fourteen, fifteen. Mm. Yeah, which is so you're actually ridiculously yeah. young, dude. Yeah, exactly. Like, you you look at a fourteen year old now, you're like, you're an idiot. Like, in saying that, you said you were like, in saying that, you're like fourteen and you're like diamond, right? Nah, I was more like sixteen. Still, that's yeah. decent. What are you talking about? I started playing the game when I was like sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> so, and back then, diamond was more impressive. Yeah, it's definitely gotten easier for sure. All right, I'm over here fucking just chilling in gold. That's fine, guys. Don't worry okay, about it's me. It's not that easy. It's not that easy. Ah, oh, there we go. That it, makes me feel way better. It's difficult. The gold is is the worst elo pike. Don't stress, because it's just it's a uh, it's random random elo. Yeah, shenanigans goes, and I'm okay with it because you you go on eBay and you find a lost and found account, right? That's gold. You're just going to be versing like Ben V on his 700th alt account. Like in, in goal. <laughs> oh, co coin flip, coin flip rank. Yeah, this exactly. He's is... like, oh, I lost two accounts. New, uh, I lost two games. New account. New account. <laughs> there oh, are people that do that, dude. There are so many people that do that, especially in coaching. Like, oh, you see it so much. It's like, oh, I'm just on this new account. Like, I'm like, why didn't you stay with your your first account? And he's like, oh, it's the doomed. win rate was bad, or oh, I'm in Elo Hell on that account. Yeah. Yeah. It's just such a common thing it's, i don't really believe yeah, if we funny. can talk about that for a second i don't really believe in elo hell like i just I do, think dude. i just think genuinely if you're hard stuck just keep playing until your win rate's fixed like it's gonna no reset at some to point that's the grind dude that's the grind just deal with it like i'm having yeah, a shit time in solo queue and i've lost like six or seven games like, and i'm like i don't give a fuck man i was plus 19 at one stage of my account like Aww. this season and now i'm plus 32 yeah, I mean, the, the way I look at it is that, like, your shown rank is different to your MMR, and your MMR is all that matters. So if you're gaining nothing, it's because your shown rank is way higher than your MMR, which mm. means you shouldn't actually be that rank. Just focus on improving, right? Like, yeah. if you look at, like, a challenger player, if he was to go down to, like, your that elo, like, gold, he could get out in two seconds. And the only thing different is just how you play the game and your skill level. So if you focus on your skill level, it doesn't matter, like, what your shown rank is. Thanks, coach. Thank you, it's yeah, Easier advice. to say than actually do because it is frustrating yeah. when you see the minus like 17 or whatever. Like I, I, I fall into this as well. Like I'll let my account decay if I feel like I'm like gaining nothing because it's just like annoying to see. Um, mm. because like decaying doesn't affect your MMR, but it does affect your shown rank. Mm. Affects the mental, dude. Yeah, a little bit. I want to ask a couple questions as well. Um, with your decision to step away from playing as a like the starting roster of Bliss, mm -hmm. uh, moving into what you want to do in your personal life, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. I want to really look into how that transition was, like talking to them and how you came to the decision, et cetera. Yeah, so, I mean, it wasn't fully my decision at all. Um, Bliss did decide they needed an upgrade and they felt like support was the, the place, which is pretty understandable. Also, I feel like with an import, you definitely do want to... Um, 
it's really hard. I imagine how frustrating it was for Daystar to have no one to speak Korean to. Um, and yeah, I feel like he would probably be a lot more happier with another Korean player. Mm. Mm. Also, uh, especially in PCS, one thing that we noticed is the the knowledge and skill gap between the roles of jungle and support is probably the biggest. Like, they're more the the brain and understanding roles, whereas like mechanics, I, I it's way easier for it to be like, okay, lived, learn this matchup better, um, and mechanically play the matchup to how it should be played, mm. instead of okay why not? You cannot do this path because it affects this side of the map and then you don't have tempo to do this and mm. the enemy can then do this. Like, It's way harder to teach teach macro like in that sense. Um, Interesting. So, And also, you, you don't see these game states, right? For example, the level of macro over there is so much higher that the supports practice this every day and drill every day. Whereas supports over here, like half the supports in the league aren't doing the correct thing in the first place, so you don't get punished for doing the incorrect thing. And it's way harder to learn um, for support and jungle, I think. Mm. That's why you'll see that, like, even if you look at uh, plays in our region, like, you would say jungle and support are probably the two weakest roles, and that's been the case for ages. I think that's one of the main reasons, I think. You can always improve mechanics on, like, mid-80 top, Whereas mm. you can't always improve like your understanding of the game just by playing the game. You have to do other things. Mm. Like deep dive research so, yeah. and all that. Yeah, far out. Mm. Yeah. I get the fact that they want to like bring on someone as well, especially if they have two. I do agree with you though. Uh, I feel like in, in amateur when I was a part of it pretty deep, uh, jungle support was almost as important of a synergy as uh, support and ADC because getting that vision together and playing game states together is actually super important with those roles. So it kind of yeah. makes sense. But yeah. Ever since yeah. Uh, talking to Bliss, did you uh, think about going on another team or did you just take some time to figure um, out what you wanted? So basically, like, I was super burnt out after PCS especially, mm. and I was really struggling with my own play to get up to a level that was acceptable. Um, I think I played decently in finals. Like, I'm not too unhappy with my performance. I mean, it sucks to lose, and we we're really, really close. But uh, I pretty much had, like, a week after I got home from Melbourne to decide what was next. Um, and then I had some IRL stuff that happened when mm. I got home. Uh, so I didn't really have much time to think about it. So I didn't really want to rush into anything and then regret mm. it. Um, in hindsight, maybe I would have decided to keep playing or maybe I, like, who, who knows if I had more time to think about it. Or even if we won finals and Bliss didn't want to replace, maybe I would want to, like, take a step back. Like, I have no idea. Um, mm. So, yeah, I, there were some options of teams or rosters I would be, like, interested in playing in. Um, none of them really worked out. I mean, one was, like, I could be on the Mammoth roster, mm. um, but I was really not sure, like, what was happening or mm. or what I wanted and it felt like I was I needed to finish my degree and it's really hard to go from winning like almost everything to then being on a middle of the pack team right like it's also yeah. like if I was struggling and we're winning so much like mentally how is it if I'm on a middle of the pack team sounds quite rough so yeah mm. I need to think about it a lot didn't have much time to think about it no rosters looked like insane. Um, again, there was a couple that like could have happened that 
sounded interesting, but in the end, yeah, decided against it. Hmm. Um, yeah, that must have been rough, man. Yeah, I mean, it's a it huge cha- like lifestyle change, not only mm-hmm. like a decision to. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the way I describe it is like being a pro player, especially at the top, is the highs are really, really high, but the lows are low as well. So mm-hmm. um, it's about how you can handle the, the really big lows. And I feel like I wasn't the best at doing that. So, um, yeah. It's good I to have that. Some credit, bro. Yeah, no, it's, it's <laughs> good to have that awareness too, man. Like that's it's such a big thing for, I think, a lot of people nowadays, especially people around our age group, is we don't know how to not only identify, but regulate emotions. And if we get a little bit deep, I know you like your psychology. I've done, not that I've studied it, but I, I like researching it. It's a, just a bit of a weird thing for me. Yeah, for sure. um, it's such a big thing to I'd be able to just see if you're doing okay and identifying that. And I think it's a big thing with gamers too, because a lot of the sort of perception behind gaming is we go play games to escape our reality, right? And like that, that's such a big thing. So do you think just off a little tangent, do you think a lot of, the pro players or even just like high elo players do that in a sense like do they play games purely because it's an escape or are they just wanting to be really good mm. i mean it's a mix and it's hard to tell i think in general it it requires someone to be a bit like special for lack of a better word in in the, in the brain to be a really really good pro player because you mm. need to want to play the game 15 hours a day non-stop mm. do nothing else like to reach the top, think about the game all the time, uh, and play the game all the time. Like someone that's like the average person can't do that. So mm. yeah, you definitely need to to be a bit different um, to sort of be at the top. Um, well, there you go, Corby. Congratulations. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a little you're a little special, Corby. Special. No. Um, but yeah, I mean. I think, yeah, one of the main reasons people get into gaming is escape or um, they just like the feeling mm. that it gives them, like, who knows? Yeah, Dopamine. plus, like, competitive vibes are just, like, huge. It's like, yeah. once, you, mm. once you get known in a, com- like, in a community, like League, or, like, Benvy, you can see that too, because High Elo Club in League is, it's just, like, everyone knows each other, honestly. Mm. Yeah. You get in a game with all these faces or names that you know, maybe just, like, one person that's completely random, but, like, that sense of like environment belonging and like competing against those people like every day, like that's addicting mm. as well. It's not only escape, like just completely withdrawing from the world, but I think it's just competing's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, that's one of the things I actually enjoyed the most about playing pro this year is like the, the bond I had with my teammates and the fact that we're all together and I was seeing them like every day. Um, like it felt like I was part of something that was really mm. good. Like you felt like you belonged in a community. So I think that's probably the thing I'm I'm missing the most about like not playing is is not seeing those guys like every day or or spending time with them. Um, but yeah, I mean that's just a positive of playing pro. True, it's good. That's awesome, man. Well, that does bring us towards the end. Corby, is there anything else towards the end of this that you'd like to ask Benvy while we have him? It's been an absolute joy to have you on man um anything else cool you'd like to ask um no uh how's coaching going is is the thing yeah. how's, uh, how's the off-season coaching going it's good it's good it's hard to get back into it i i definitely need to build up my students again um before i had like definitely enough to to make make 
my living and now it's 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 gone take a break so trying to get back is is is, is hard but it's a good challenge like it, it's great um it's nice oh. to have a lot less pressure it's mm. cool like i was like watching the games with uh with calvin on his stream yesterday it's nice to just sit back and watch the games and mm. um, be from an outsider uh, yeah well i'm we... gonna have to get one dude i really yeah. i'm gonna have to get i think it'll be fun <laughs> Can you can Plus you guarantee <laughs> can you guarantee plat one for me, Benvy? How many sessions uh, do you think I need to get plat one? What are you right now? I'm gold three, very very comfortable. I've I've got pretty good MMR honestly for a gold three account. Like if I grinded hard, I could probably get plat four comfortably. That's the every coach that I've ever had is just like just play more games, Pike. I'm like fuck, <laughs> man, just shut up. This, but that's probably what you'll say so you know what thank you good coaching session man appreciate that <laughs> yeah, like... i mean depending, depending on how you use the feedback for sure like one or two sessions will get you there oh nice all right okay um, noted yeah that's... i mean i wanted to ask you guys something i'm, I'm curious yeah. of your your power rankings for the split oh yeah damn okay let me pull up yeah enough if, if we could pull it up for sure because i haven't uh, done mine yet i was yeah. someone i got pinged on twitter like okay, five okay. times being like hey do your rankings, like, see who you think's gonna win. I'm like, oh shit, dude. Also, Vertex sounds like the like I watched your your last podcast and and Charisma sounds really good, and I'm buying into to Vertex. But every time I look, it's just like, how can they not be last place? So it's hard. Yeah, yeah. And like he's saying so many good things. They have such a good like mindset going into mm. it. So I think, uh, yeah. we'll see. If I can put it down to the only thing that I can really like nuts and bolts. They're so new to the league, they don't know how to, to play in it. The, the org is new to League of Legends. Like, they even the, the coach was not the coach, the owner was listening into their scrims, going, What the fuck's going on? <laughs> that's literally what I've been told. And I'm like, Look, that's what I'm putting it down to. They've got the players, they've definitely got the, the people behind them, like Bliss as well. Um, we just need it's like it's like Bliss as well. First, first game, like you guys came in, you didn't have a very good time, and we were sort of like, Oh, yeah, that's what we sort of expected. Then, out of nowhere, bang, you took off. So I, I kind of see Vertex being sort of like that dark horse as well. But all right, Corby, I'll let you go first because I've got to figure mine out. All right, cool. Uh, damn. Uh, between uh, Chiefs and Bliss with new imports. That's interesting. Mm. Um, I'll probably go Chiefs first, then Bliss, um, yeah. just off safety. Uh, probably get like PGG or Mammoth in third. I do like Mammoth's uh, yeah. team and I kind of want to just like see if they go higher. But uh, we'll have to go PGG third. Um. Mammoth Kanker and GZ just like fully tied. Um, man, I want to give Direwolves higher too. Damn, Direwolves is so low. It's a good. It's a good lineup. This split, if I'm being perfect, like we thought last split was really nice. I'm looking at this split. I'm like, we've actually got some solid imports coming in. Um, we've got some all new players like Kevy's back from overseas. Like we've got some big names that are coming back into the scene. So all right, I'm just gonna I'm gonna whip it out real fast, just fast and loose. Mm -hmm going to be chiefs because they've been my number one team um for yeah. ages chiefs bliss i think it's going to be mammoth i think it's going to be pgg i think it's going to be diables kanga dz vertex yeah that's what i'm going to put it down to and that's I real ballsy i think just mammoth no nah, i don't want to put them last but i think i think they just have to be like if you look at all of the teams yeah. there's people also in there like, with more experience yeah, they have players with zero experience except for Dante, right? I mean, I think yeah. Tomasino played a little bit on Gravitas, maybe. Um, yeah. Like but yeah, like, game. and and the split's not long either, so. 
yeah i want to give more love to like chirp in the mid lane too for vertex but at the same time he's still so green like you got to look at green players as well it's it's not just about how good you are you can be rank one for all i care they've got brown man they've got brown on their team <laughs> like and he's like rank five and still i'm still gonna put them down just because i think it comes yeah, down yeah. to these players on the other teams have played in a pro level for longer that means a lot more experience means a lot more than just skill that was yep. has to be fourth or fifth right did i put them i'm pretty sure i put them fourth do, do you guys so there's something that makes me want to put dials higher which is unannounced yet Ooh. so i think look out for that can you announce um, it um no i cannot i'll get in big trouble because it's it's probably a big announcement for them i, I just heard it uh, like a, as a rumor um we're good friends with die wolves they'll they'll allow it Technically, this doesn't go out till Friday afternoon, so... I, I don't know. Don't do that yeah. again. <laughs> I, 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 can I can message you it and see if you know, but otherwise I can't say it. To be fair, uh, I might I think... actually know. Okay, okay. But anyway, message me uh, anyway. I, I can message you after. But yeah, I, I mean, I think that could be like pretty huge for them. And they yeah. could actually be like probably put third place. I think it's just like Diawool... Uh, sorry, I think it's just Chiefs, Bliss at the top. Gap, uh, Diawool's, PGG, Mammoth. Gap, the rest of them. Yeah. Okay. And I think Bliss is gonna win for sure. Yeah. Like, no, I it's... think, I think Bliss. Not not to downplay myself, but I think it is a huge upgrade. Um, like so far, just looking at him, like apparently he's like got three accounts in Korean Challenger, like, oh, and he looks yeah. like really good mechanically. Um, I think if the players can get along and and nothing booms inside of the team, Bliss should just win. Uh, I'll be honest. Watching that first game and he played Thresh. He was hitting hooks that I didn't even know Thresh players could hit. And I was like, holy, just that enough was, I was like, what the fuck, man? And I just saw yeah. the whole game was just, oh, it was just a sub diff. And I was like, fuck me. He's just, he was looking really yeah, on point. No, really like you good. played really good too, like 100%. Like we can't downgrade mm -hmm. you there. But at the same time, I was like, look at him going, fuck, dude, yeah, this yeah, guy's yeah. No, He, he definitely level. looks good for sure. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I don't know. It's just, that's why, like, it's mainly like, I just don't know where to put Direwolves, dude. Maybe it's just because they did verse Bliss, but I just didn't Also, also their jungler is changing, which is announced. Yeah. That's... Oh, shit, they're getting rid of Poltron. Yeah. That's what I think it is. Why, is Poltron going okay. to, back into coaching or something? Uh, no, they're just, just replacing him for what I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think. Which I, I actually, yeah. I actually think it's a downgrade, but we'll see what happens. But yeah, that's yeah. not the announcement I was I was talking oh, about. Oh, it's not. Okay, then that was that was the information I knew. So I don't know what's going on. I'm excited to. Yeah, know no, now. I thought I thought Poltron was like integral because he's just like kind of like the brain. But sure. Yeah, I think he's really smart. I think yeah. Poltron was probably top three jungler last split. Yeah. Well, mm. okay. Well, that does bring to the end. Okay, random question. Yeah. Last one off the bat. Uh, okay, if you it. could be any fruit, what would it be? That's a good one. Uh, fruit. First one off your head. First fruit. Uh, Mango, mango. Mango, good one. Corvi, what fruit? Pineapple. Pineapple, I was going to be a pineapple, man. You can't... I'll be an apple then. Are you spiky? That's... Ew. I'll be a fine yeah. apple. All right. Well, we might Stop. end it off there. <laughs> yeah, we're going to end it there now. Please, please yeah, end it. Time to go please. in some games. <laughs> oh. Well, thank you so much, Movie. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on, man. Just, um, if you have anyone that you know from the scene or any other players you'd like to see on here as well, we're always looking for players too. Definitely give them a good yell. We'll give you a good rap too. Um, but thank you again, man. Um, all you viewers out there, um, have a fantastic weekend. Uh, take care. From all of us here at the Two Summoners podcast, including Benvy now, going to be a regular on the show. Um, take it sleazy, and we love you.
Good night. I guess.